this universe, we look at a lot of things like failure is not such a bad thing. You're not failing, you maybe you're not trying hard enough. Welcome to Ending Pending. I'm your host, I'm Andy. I've been gone for 26 hours, and I'm Evan. I could, uh, you know, make a little uh, sexy mess in the kitchen and then wipe them up with my special mop hands. I'm Ronnie. If you can tell by those fabulous introductions, Ending Pending is a podcast that discusses television shows which have only lasted for a single season. We're currently covering Bo Burnham's Zack Stone is going to be famous. But before we get into that, I have a bit for us. Can I just say, I've, I'm have i going to date the episode a little bit. It's been a while since we recorded. I've missed these bits. I've missed the bits. Yeah. I've there are bits here. Bit. Andy and I were on vacation, so Ronnie didn't get uh, yeah. his fill of bits for oh, a while. You just ruined the bit. Well, I was I mean, gonna be what? What'd you do and during the break? Um, <laughs> what did you do on your summer summer vacation? vacation. Yeah. <laughs> um, we went on vacation. Out, we both, yeah, all of us did. Uh, I went out to the beach, went down to the shore, as as they say, um, in in the Jersey parlance, in the South Philly parlance. Um, went down to the shore. Uh, it was my daughter's first time that she could really like enjoy it. As like a, a a human and not just like a a blob that we pointed at things and said, "Does this stimulate your brain? Does this do it? Is this good? Um, is this good was, for you? Is this good for you? Do you like that Ferris wheel? Is it cool? I don't know. What are you in, What are you interpreting? Make a uh, face. Make a face so I understand how you're perceiving the world. Let me project an emotion onto the face you made. <laughs> yes, yes. It was still a lot of that. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, uh, it was it was a little better. Um, she went on some boats. She was vibing. She was loving it. Uh, just wanted to hang out with seagulls. That's like her big thing. She like was chasing these seagulls on the beach. And I was like, there's a secret. I could tell you a secret on how those seagulls will be your best friend. We're Mm. not going to tell you because no one wants to be that guy on the beach. Um, it was good. Relaxing. Played some board games. Um, did you win? Uh, yes, I won one of them. Yeah. Two of them. Two different games. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yep. Yep. That's, that's, that's why people love play. I have a very, uh, non, non board game family in that they love board games, but they like the game of life and Monopoly, Mm. which are fine. Mm -hmm. No, those are bad games. It's not my favorite. Um, so when I bring over and, my games, it is important for me to uh, win every time, rub their noses in it, uh, so and, that they always want to continue to play uh, Small World or, uh, you know, uh, Betrayal at House on the Hill with me every time. I did uh, Impulse by categories this past weekend, so... Oh, categories yeah. is... is I, don't, I do not like categories. I do not like it, Sam, oh, I am. I fucking love categories. It's it, you would you so so you are the exact kind of person who would love categories. Uh, for the for listeners who don't know, this is just the, the bit now. Categories you come up with a bunch of different words in in particular categories that all start with the same letter, and if you use alliteration, then you get bonus points. And so there's always the players towards the end of the game where it's like, 
Oh, Bobby's blue banana bikes is what I is is transportation. That's fucking cheating. No, so, no, that no, won't fly in you? this house. Okay, that, that I appreciate that because that is uh, we we did a little. Of that I've never with, played categories. I have like I only have a very vague understanding of how it works from what I've heard people say about it. And by people, I mean Andy. We we did a little bit of that with Kirsten's family, and it it, it like like clockwork just devolves into. I'm just gonna make up bullshit alliteration, and because because rules don't matter. So yeah, so uh, good times. Uh, had some banana daiquiris, homemade. How many? So maybe this is a bit for later. Well, you started it now. You can't go back. How many too far for it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven adults and a toddler for a week. How many bananas do you think that a family like that should consume? I don't eat any bananas. Three. The whole three, three per person. No, just three. Jiminy. Okay. I got four I don't know bunches what nor- of bananas for the for the trip. Because bananas, I feel like, are a staple. Everyone loves bananas. I guess I not y'all. I don't like clearly. bananas. No. I got I like four bananas, bunches of bananas, and I was much maligned eat, for it. I'm going to eat one banana uh, once per quarter. Every... <laughs> Every three months, I'm going to have a single banana. What's so? Every fiscal quarter. It's like, oh, yeah, that time again? <laughs> oh, it's banana time, baby. It's the spring equinox. Time for a banana. Yep. No, I'm a big, I'm a big banana fan. How many, how many bananas did everyone eat? Uh, not enough, because it was a big, <laughs> it was a big joke as soon as, I, I'll tell you what, I ate like two and a half bananas a day. Jesus um, Christ! What because did you do with I the other to, half of the banana, I would like give it to my daughter or like. Oh uh, yeah, I guess she know. just kind of mashes it around more than yeah, she eats she, it. Probably. I mean, I had to make a point, you know. Were I you like to, fucking <laughs> Dunstan checking into the hotel with four bushels of goddamn <laughs> bananas? Just, Jesus! I didn't. It was listen. It was on my list to bring bananas, and I didn't want to be the guy that shows up with like a bunch of bananas and be like, "Oh gosh, could you bring enough bananas for everybody?" Bring this feels like a specific anxiety thing. <laughs> this feels like a thing that someone who has anxiety would do, Ronnie. And I'm sorry to laugh about it. But I literally I did it on um like the the giant pickup order at the local grocery and I like put in three bunches of bananas and I was like probably not gonna be enough I ought to do four bunches <laughs> of bananas. <laughs> I guess on the I guess on the bright side bananas are extremely cheap because yeah. uh, we've commodified that fruit we've uh, we've just commodified that fruit into the ground yeah that's a monoculture we have created and then exploited so you could do a mario kart larp on your vacation <laughs> with uh, all those leftover banana peels i could i could i just froze a bunch of them and now i'm ha- i brought them home and i'm making banana daiquiris like it's no tomorrow there it's you go time. it's good time that's right you can do some banana pancakes that sounds fun yeah yeah we do some banana pancakes banana chocolate chip pancakes good time all, all good time that's what i'm saying bananas are great why? I don't know. They are I'm versatile. Not, they are versatile. Everyone should be eating lots more bananas than and my if, family did. If you go to Bomb Jones University and you're a woman, you got to cut them up before you eat them. Because otherwise you might make a boy classmate think about getting a blowjob. What? 
tell me that's like a cultural thing and not like a rule book thing. No, that's a rule book. It is oh, in their handbook. What? Bob Jones. What? What? Yeah. Jones. Yeah. If oh, you're a is, woman and you want to eat a hot dog or a banana, you have to cut it up and eat it with a fork you and can't knife. Cut up a banana. What do you eat it with mac and or, cheese like a toddler? Or you're going to make a male student think about getting a blowjob. Who's I have to Bob assume Jones? that that was a bad man. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, Bob Jones like, is tough. Like, jokes on them because I used to, I haven't done it recently, but I used to just eat cucumbers like they were, like it was a, a carrot or something, you know? I would just eat like a whole cucumber. So I don't know what that would do to a, a random male student, but um, it would I feel do like something. The- I feel like the crunch of a cucumber is off-putting enough that as soon as they get their weird boner, they'll be like, oh, no, she's <laughs> a little I mean, too aggressive for me and like my keratin tastes. Like, human women bite bananas also. That's true. That's true. You got a good point. Got Every good point, human dude. woman I've ever seen eat a banana <laughs> has deep-throated it like a cock. So, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe they got a point. They deep throat it, and then they just pull out banana bones, like it's a like it's a fish, and <laughs> like a cartoon, like cartoon. fish. <laughs> oh boy! Oh, yeah. Oh damn you, Bob Jones! I don't yeah. know who Bob Jones is. He's a bad man. Is and this school is just called school. Bob Jones University. Bob Jones University. Yeah. What? Who goes to Bob Jones? You know, like what? Well, who wants that on their resume? Yeah. Bob Jones University. That sounds like a, that sounds fake. You that can only like have a, PG movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, Liberty did that, right? No, we could have PG-13, and we could have Black Hawk Down and The Passion of the Christ for the two allowed <laughs> R-rated movies. <laughs> for the two approved. Oh, there's nothing wrong with American Christianity. They really there's want you to hate Arab people, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Or just um, really have a hard-on for the military. Yeah. They could eat as many bananas in that movie as they want, because you're getting hard to the red, white, and blue. Yup. <laughs> Uh, I hate everything about this part of the conversation we've entered. Pen, what you guys cult? do on vacation? Oh, okay, yeah, we can move on from from extremely weird evangelical school trivia. We can maybe I think extremely evangelical weird evangelical school right. trivia is uh, is a great Patreon episode. So stay tuned for that. People can just write in and ask me questions. Mm-hmm. It will go nicely with our Evan explains ABO to Andy and Ronnie books. Yes. <laughs> can't wait. Lots of teases oh, here. Oh boy! What'd you, what'd you guys do on vacation? Um, we climbed some rocks. We went in some caves. Uh, we drove to the top of a mountain. We got snowed on. We consumed some illicit substances. Smoked mm. a lot of fucking weed. Mm. Yeah, we did consume quite a bit of weed. A lot of weed. It wasn't that much weed, to be honest. It was a lot like, for us. It was a lot for us. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like. By which I mean we had at least a small amount of weed almost every day. But on some days it was just like a little, like, like a little taste. Just a vibe vibe. Um, yeah, so that's a lot of weed for us, uh, boring people. But Mm -hmm. yeah, it was, it was fun. It was nice. We, we hung out in nature a lot. Uh, my brother lives in Leadville, which is the highest altitude city in the u.s uh there's another town that is technically higher but they don't have a post office so So they're not like they're not like an incorporated town so yeah we went up there to leadville 
which is at uh something like eleven thousand feet, just shy of eleven thousand feet. Gosh, something up there you'd feel like you'd have to take like a zeppelin to get up there or something. Uh you do breathe heavily just walking down the street. Like if you're not used to it, you feel woozy driving up there and mm-hmm. like you're you're out of breath in no time at all, just from casually walking down the sidewalk. Uh so yeah, that was a interesting experience. They had a weird old timey saloon. They had a lot of mines. They still do mining up there. So, yeah, very, very interesting trip. Very relaxing. We did a lot of scenic drives. We uh, did some fossil hunting. We went to a museum. I bought a rock. Hell yeah. Smoked some weed. Yeah, we, we've been over that part already. Seems like it was a very, very important part of the trip. Uh, Andy... I think would like everyone to think that it was. <laughs> We're very cool. We're very cool. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Very young. Lots of weed. So young. We're so young and so cool. So young. We smoked cool. some weed next to a waterfall. Mm-hmm. Didn't even call it pot once. Uh no, Stefan said all the like fun, interesting stuff, and I don't have anything to add, so I'm just like here with the the marijuana commentary. We saw sure. a lot of weird big rocks and we smoked weed uh that was it was a great it was a fun time yeah there were some weird big rocks saw some great rocks cool rocks. we touched some rocks we walked amongst many rocks we climbed on a couple rocks Mm -hmm. we sat on some rocks love that for you yeah Let's talk about the show. Yeah, let's talk about the show. Evan, what's what what happened? Uh, so we, <laughs> as you may have forgotten by now, since it's been like two weeks since we've done mm-hmm. an episode, we're watching uh, Bo Burnham and MTV's Zack Stone is going to be famous, which is a show about uh, a young man who has decided that he's going to blow all of his college savings money on making a self-funded TV show about his life so that he can get famous. Uh, and in every episode, he tries a new shenanigan to to find something to be famous for and gets filmed doing it. Episode five is entitled, Zack Stone is going to get wild. Uh, his parents find out that he got accepted to a college. He doesn't want to go to the college, but uh, his friend is like, hey, we're I'm going to a college party. You should come to this college party with me just to see if you maybe could be convinced to go to college. And Zach Stone is like, that sounds dumb, but I bet I could turn this into an opportunity to get famous. So he decides he's going to uh, film the male answer to Girls Gone Wild. Do y'all remember those Girls Gone Wild commercials that would come on after midnight? on the the cable television about, you know, girls taking off their shirts, and it was just a video you could buy of women taking off their shirts, I guess. Yeah, he decides he's going to film college dudes taking off their shirts. He goes to a college party. There's no dudes there. There's a lot of chicks there. Uh, he briefly meets some some people outside who make him think, like, oh, actually, maybe college is cool. Maybe there's people in college who like film and stuff. Like I do, and I can carry on a conversation with him with them. So uh, he gets convinced to go to another college party where he is uh, like mocked relentlessly. And this is where you see 
like the threads of eighth grade starting to to show in the the Bo Burnham ethos because uh it's clear from the comments he makes that he uh was bullied relentlessly in high school and he's you know assuming that college is going to be the same experience after he's been bullied at this college party um so he doesn't uh get his boys gone wild video and he also tells his parents that he's not going to college because it seems terrible episode six zach stone is going to be a celebrity chef um zach's friend whose name is it amy or something like that it's amy it is amy oh wow i did better at that than i thought (laughs) um zach's friend amy is going out uh with zach who is a guy that she met at the gym in the first couple of episodes. Nick. Or Nick. Yes, I'm sorry. Zach's the main dude. Zach is Bo Burnham. I only think of him as Bo Burnham. But um, Amy is dating Nick. And uh, Nick is just all around a good guy, honestly, it seems like. Especially with how he very readily tolerates Zach's increasingly uh, unhinged shenanigans. Because... He's Amy's friend, and for no other reason. So, uh, Zach comments that, or Amy comments that, uh, Zach's a pretty good cook, and in a fit of jealousy, uh, Zach is like, I also can cook, and then he decides his scheme for this episode is that he's gonna be a celebrity chef. So, uh, he invites, uh, Nick and Amy over to impress them with cooking. He's very bad at cooking, he's extremely incompetent, his mom cooks the entire meal, and it is very good. And they're like, oh, wow, this food is good. Uh, and then Nick talks Zach into cooking for his mom's book club because her caterers fell through. And of course, Zach agrees. He turns up at the book club. He does this like hibachi chef routine. <laughs> it goes very, very badly. But his parents also happen to be at the book club. He did not know that this was a thing his parents did. And his mom basically, like, causes a distraction. She, like, starts a fight to give them an excuse to, like, dip, to, like, get out of there. Um, So she kind of, like, rescues him from the situation. Uh, And he's very embarrassed and causes quite a scene, but uh, it's okay, because his... Him and his parents kind of bond over it, although he still does not appreciate them for being very tolerant of all his nonsense. Um, episode 7 is entitled, Zach Stone is going to be the Zatchelor. Uh, it's a it's a Bachelor ripoff. Uh, Amy and Nick invite him mini-golfing, and he says that he has a girlfriend who he's going to bring, and they're like, Okay, and so he has to come up hurriedly with a girlfriend to bring to the mini-golf. And so he puts an ad on Craigslist asking for women to come to his house to audition to be his girlfriend. And he um, puts them through a series of bizarre challenges to narrow down the... I mean, several women show up. Because, like he says in the Craigslist ad that there's going to be cameras and stuff, and so I guess they assume this is some kind of, like, paid acting gig. And then as soon as they find out what it is, most of them leave. So he's left with uh, four women who are there with uh, 
ulterior motives to greater or lesser extents, and then he tries to narrow them down via these bizarre challenges, and ultimately all of them leave. Also, it's his parents' anniversary, and they're trying to have, like, a romantic day in together, and um, Zach's shenanigans continue to uh, bother them. And uh, ultimately, all of the Zatchler contestants uh, either are eliminated or leave of their own volition. And uh, he asks his mom to call their dentist's niece to go um, mini-golfing with him and Amy and Nick. And he's just, uh, like, being very bitter at... Nick the whole time, because he's definitely clearly in love with Amy. Uh, episode 8, it's called Zack Stone is Gonna Go Missing. Uh, Zack's brother is late coming home one night, and everybody seems very perturbed about it. And so Zack is like, you know, what? The, clearly the best way to get people to care about me is if uh, I go missing for a bit, and then they'll get worried, and then uh, it'll be all over the news, and I'm gonna get famous out of this somehow. So, um, he just leaves his house for a while. He's, like, out in public, but, like, wearing disguises so nobody recognizes him. And after quite a while, his parents, like, don't report him missing as he's anticipating. So he films a fake ransom video where he tells his parents that they have to, um, start looking for him and also, uh humiliate his brother in some kind of a way and also like just do some other bizarre stuff uh so finally he gets fed up waiting for his parents to like start the search for him and goes home and uh accosts them while they're playing monopoly and uh accuses them of not loving him that's it wow yeah that's what happened that's what happened in mm-hmm. all four of these episodes of Zack Stone is going to be famous. And you know I gotta ask it. Hey, Andy. Hey, Ronnie. These four episodes of Bo Burnham's Zack Stone is going to be famous. Did they work for you? Zack Stone is going to be famous. Andy thinks this show is pretty okay. Andy <laughs> likes watching this show, even when they're kind of sad. Yeah. This show right. I like your little, little song. Yeah, yeah I wrote a, a little song. song for it. Mm-hmm. I didn't write, come up with a bit, but I wrote a song. There you go. Very good. Very. You definitely came up with a bit. Yeah, we still arrived at a bit. That yeah, was the we bit got you intended. That. Yep. You uh, incepted the bit. It's never, it's not about the bit that I prepare, but it's about the bit we all end up at along sure. the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the journey, you know? Yeah, that is the bit. Uh, Hey, Evan. Yeah, Ronnie. We watched four episodes of this, uh, this little MTV TV show from 2007? 2013. 2013? Uh, did, did these four episodes work for you? You gotta sing it. Oh. Uh, Zach Stone is soothing on my brain. Zach Stone is pretty fun to watch. Zach Stone is very easy. No hard thinky times. <laughs> 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 I'm 
trying. I was no, really off the cuff there. You're so charming and handsome, and I love you so much. I can't excellent. believe you sang. I didn't think you would. <laughs> um, I'm so happy right now. Also, the song is pretty catchy. It's hard not to break into song when you watch the show about Zach Stone. Zach Stone. Zach Stone. Yeah. Oh, I love you. I love I you just, too. I just love Andy's like idea of like, hey, be my puppet. And when someone be- <laughs> bees their puppet, Andy goes, ooh, you did it. Dance for me, yes. <laughs> Do um, dance. I can't believe you danced. But uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's, uh, it is no great work of genius, but I certainly have been having like a fun chill time watching it. I do like. There have been many shows that I have been intellectually stimulated by. There have been many shows that I have absolutely dreaded having to watch. And this is just a sort of a little junk food TV. It's just a little, uh, little cheerful, uh, snack for your brain. And I like it. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, yeah. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, yeah. How is your show <laughs> watching experience thus far in? Oh, is this going to go? <laughs> in, in, in song? Yeah. Sing it. Oh, <laughs> you're that. Uh, like the rest of the sentence was so articulate, I like nope. Okay, sing it for me, Ronnie. Uh, Zach Stone is gonna be famous. Zach Stone gets a little sentimental this time. Zach Stone is gonna be famous. Zach Stone makes me laugh because it's Bo Burnham. Zach Stone makes me smile. Oh, Ronnie, um, you're so good. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this show is, it's, 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 I, I don't, by what I'm about to say does not mean that like, like you said, that this is like the gold standard of television. Uh, but if you know Ronnie and you know Ronnie's taste, this show is a slam dunk. This this is just, this is right up Ronnie's alley. Uh, Silly good fun. It's good times. Good times. Uh, even when there's bad times. But we will get into the bad times later. What about these good times? What worked for us? Um, so I, I like how increasingly unhinged the intro songs are getting. They seem to be just a little bit weirder each time, you know, Mm -hmm. like every, every episode has an intro song that is specific to the episode. They're all to the same tune, more or less, with some minor deviations. But, um, yeah, they, it just seems like Bo Burnham is getting a little bit wilder with, like, the props and, like, the facial expressions in the intro each time. And that, it's actually one of the few instances where binging several episodes of the show at a time has really worked in our favor. Because you can, you can kind of see this progression happening and it is very funny. Um... I also like that his parents are actually pretty wholesome. Uh, so, of course, this Zack Stone is, like, not a realistic character. He does a lot of things that 
just don't make any sense. Um, he does a lot of things that no regular human person would ever do, but his parents, quite on the other hand, seem pretty grounded and seem very tolerant of all of his nonsense. And like his mom starting the fight at the book club to get him out of an awkward situation was just very good and, and very wholesome. And I liked it. His dad talked to him about college too. Yeah. Yeah. His dad and he and his dad had this like talk in the garage where um, like, it, I, I mean, his dad doesn't actually think that he's going to be famous, which I mean, I don't think any rational person would think that, but uh, you know, his dad was supportive and encouraging about his choice to not go to college. And uh, they had kind of a heart to heart about how, Bo's or not Bo's dad, Zach's dad also didn't go to college and like he made a great life for himself in spite of that. So yeah, it was wholesome. It was good. I like I like the parent characters. It is a little bit I don't want to get into this this is a, a mixed positive, I guess. Okay. Yeah. That's foreshadowing. Um, sure. Um I, th- these jokes are just like very good. I, I I don't I don't know what kind of writing or improv or whatever is happening on this show. It feels very written. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know like Bo Burnham's process, but being like a um like for a lot of his a lot of his work is like music comedy, like uh, mm-hmm. songs and things like that, which like. You know, you kind of have to do ahead of time unless you're, you know, uh, an improv genius. Um, And so I kind of get the vibe that a lot of this is written and very specific. Um, There's not a whole lot of room for improv. Um, But that being said, it it doesn't it doesn't feel stilted. It does not feel like you're closed in like Bo Burnham's, you know, Bo Burnham always gets the jokes pretty much, which is which is like, you know, your mileage may vary on that. Um, but it is, it is a very, very funny experience for a lot of just like quick hit Bo Burnham style, like get in, get out, uh, jokes. If you get it, you get it. If not, we're already moving yeah. on. There were maybe like two or three times where I laughed out loud, yep. like full yeah. on laughed at the, this quadruple episode, uh, mm-hmm. dump. So. Yeah, we did, we did a lot of uh, chortling and a lot of like, you know, push air out slightly harder through your nose, laughing. But mm-hmm. yeah, there were there were a couple of, I don't know why, but I thought that uh, uh, hey Nick, does that car have a horn? Uh, line is very <laughs> funny. <laughs> um, I got- clearly you also thought it was very funny. Yeah. I got two little things here. Yeah. Uh, the first is I was ready to cinema sins dig Zach Stone super fucking hard for Amy's mini golf form. The first time they played mini golf, and then, uh, thankfully Zach Stone saved the day by <laughs> uh, giving her a two point fucking penalty. Uh. The second time they played mini golf for cheating, and I appreciated that. I felt very seen. <laughs> you are really establishing yourself as like a very 
rules oriented person. And I don't I don't do not think that that is uh, intrinsic to your character uh, or, or your sense of self. But between categories and mini golf, you are games really have rules. Up- your games have rules. Real life sand. doesn't have rules. <laughs> life, you can do whatever you can do whatever you want. You can walk into Walmart and walk out with literally anything on the shelves, and they can't stop you. Uh, but uh, games have rules. Uh, so that was great. Appreciated that. Good job, Bo Burnham. And then the second thing was Bo Burnham's. Uh, carrot holsters in his chef <laughs> costume, uh, yeah. under like his chef his chef shirt that like it, it gets kind of like he falls over or whatever it gets like or fluffled and you see that he just has like whole ass carrots in uh in like holsters I don't know what else to call them other than holsters it's like a tactical. Mm-hmm rig set up and it's just full of fucking giant carrots and it made me very happy yeah the whole that that episode was like i'll I'll talk a little bit more about that episode later but the uh attention to detail in like his his setup his uh hibachi that was made up of two like electric pancake griddles (laughs) um, (laughs) on a rolling cart was just that he skateboards uh, on scape, okay. That, that yeah, he, he presumably had to roll from home <laughs> into yeah, it, this person's house. It it was like something the Ninja Turtles would make and then cook on. Like it was yeah. just that absurd. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked the one uh, girl who was on the the Queef Masters or something. The, oh, the, the millennial, millennial Queefs. Yeah. yeah. The roller derby team. One of the Bachelor contestants. Um, I want to say her name was Carrie. Carrie. Everything about Carrie. her was just great. Yeah. Well, it's just um, so funny to like be in 2013 and look at this as like one of like the quirky uh, people who like got attracted to this. And now in 2021, it's like that's that girl is so cool. That girl is yeah. literally the coolest girl I've ever met in my life. I made a vow to never cook for a man. Like, yeah, me too, sister. You tell him. <laughs> they, she went to get a meal. They, they, had, they had to do it a, uh, uh, like a challenge. Supermarket sweep challenge. Get, yeah, get all the ingredients for like a fancy meal to cook for Zach. <laughs> she pulls up with a case of beer and cigarettes. And he's like, we don't even sell that here. She's like, yeah, I went across the street and got it. It's just very here to good. win. Here to win. She was very competitive. That was what she was there for. Uh, she was very hot for Thomas F. Wilson, uh, also known as Biff at the end, which like same girl. Um, good time. Pass, pass the green beans, daddy. I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, same. Uh, the, the, there, there were very a lot of the, the, the so episode five was the, um, the college episode where uh, Zach wants to do boys gone wild or bros gone wild or whatever it was. Um, Mm -hmm. And it starts off incredibly cringy uh, because it's Zach Stone kicking open the door and being like, hey, what's going on? Zach Stone's here. Um, Similar to the the pool party episode from the last uh, last podcast app. Um, But then it settles into just like a lot of good jokes about like Zach not really wanting there to be any women at this party. He just wants boys so that he can 
do his weird uh, video project. And so he's like, you got they, they're talking to some girls and it's like, oh, are you you guys single? And the girls are like, yeah, none of us have boyfriends. And and he's like, oh, this is a waste of my time. I'm getting out of here. And he said at one point he goes, what is a field hockey convention? Um, which is just it's very good. It's very good. Uh, yeah, what I was saying in my summary about starting to see the sort of artistic threads that would carry through into eighth grade, which is a serious project. This is a funny project, but um, in the same way that the main character in eighth grade is projecting uh, an image of sort of overblown, like self-confidence and uh, like general life success on the internet and then being deeply insecure in real life. Like, you see that here in that bit where, like, Zack Stone goes into the party with the bros and the camera guy's in the car and he's like, so, uh, so what's up? Did you have a good time? Or he says something and, uh, Zack is like, no, it, it sucks. It's exactly like high school. And, like, y- you just get a glimpse into the the forces that have shaped the Zack Stone we are seeing here and now who is projecting this admittedly absurd but um at least on the surface very confident character to this camera crew who's you know dealing with a lot of deep insecurity from real life there there's there's threads there's narrative threads <laughs> Yeah. Also, there there are like moments where the mom picks up on Zach's different insecurities, and like you can tell that she is tolerating this, and like other characters are tolerating this because they realize that Zach, like I was gonna say, has issues, but I mean, who doesn't have issues? But like, they're not just tolerating this because like. Zach is a jerk and you know, he's obsessed with this. They, I, I think they've realized that he has uh, some, some shit. Yeah. Some self-esteem problems. And like, this is how he is coping and they're like playing along. And it, it made me like the surrounding characters more because yeah. in the first four, they all just kind of felt like pushovers to Zach's like maniacal whims and here it's like no like they're they're flexing with him and they're going along with it one because they like think he's funny and like there there is a degree of them like enjoying his antics and then also they recognize that this is him kind of coping through the camera yeah between this and uh the episode with college and the end of the um the zatchelor episode where he kind of lashes out a little bit in anger like there's there's they 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 kind of point towards like i feel um and again you know whether or not this is this is intentional from the from the writers or not um it it definitely like starts to like lean on not lean on but it starts to like feel like they're hinting towards like some neurodivergence um where where it's you know there's something more to this character than what he is putting up literally in front of the cameras. Um, 
And I, I, I do like that as much as like he comes back in the car, just like really upset after the college episode when they peek in the window. He's not necessarily like being bullied or being like he's just like in the corner by himself, kind of like looking at CDs on a shelf like he just it's just not his place to be. And and whether or not that is because, you know, college as an educational place is not for him or whether like the social aspect of college is not for him. Like, I think that has a lot to say about like what college is for people. Um in the modern day like it's not just like oh you'll go and you'll get a degree it's like it's a whole it's a whole thing that you have to like sign on for or confine like consign yourself to kind of a a a lackluster experience and um i like that that's like you know it's not heavy-handed by any means like they kind of like like just like the jokes they move on past it very quickly and and keep on going but there is definitely like a note being played and I, and I like to see that they're, you know, uh, in, in all of this very, very surreal, uh, world that we're, we're viewing, there is like a tether to, Oh, there's something else going on here. And like you said, and everyone else in the family knows that too, and are kind of, uh, playing along. Yeah. I don't want to assume that, Zack Stone was intentionally written with, like, some kind of mental illness or some kind of neurodivergence because I don't think, I don't think he was intentionally written that way, but I Mm -hmm. do think that, uh, whether intentionally or unintentionally, he is very much a vehicle for some emotions that Bo Burnham was already feeling, and we know that Bo Burnham, of course, like, has some mental health struggles he's been like he jokes about it a lot but he's also been like very open about that just like in his other comedy so i definitely think we were like we're seeing a glimpse of something there but i i yeah i i don't disagree with you i just sure uh yeah i would be hesitant to like diagnose zach stone with anything yeah yeah i guess what i'm more saying is like there there is an inter like that is how I'm interpreting it, and I think that's mm-hmm. like a fair read of like the situation. Sure. Uh, yeah. as opposed to like that being like, you know, imprinted on the show. Like I just think, you know, in in this modern day where we have that kind of term and we have um, you know, some awareness of that kind of thing, I think that this is like, you know, a refreshing look um at, you know, late two thousands, you know, it it feels like a very two thousands comedy. Uh, where you don't often see that kind of thing uh, allowed to be on the screen. Uh, I will say, too, that, like, it would be inappropriate to some degree to speculate about, like, Bo Burnham's personal life, but he has also been very open about his own, like, mental health struggles. And, uh, you know, how much can you separate the art from the artist when it's a creator like Bo Burnham is tricky. So I think if you do see that in Zach Stone, it's probably not necessarily a coincidence going by what we know about the lead creator. Mm-hmm. I like getting more of the camera crew. I like, love I like, that. Love getting a little more of Hassan in there. That was fun. Yeah, anytime the camera crew, like, trips or mm-hmm. 
shows up on film or has to like move stuff out of the way or is sitting in a car talking to each other. I love every single one of those moments. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very good. During the, the party episode, they Zach uh, doesn't want them to come into the movie theater because he doesn't want them to think they're bootlegging the movie or something. And uh, so they have to sit in the car and wait. And then the same thing happens at the party where he doesn't want them to come in. He's like, oh, you missed the movie and now he missed the party, too. Like it's 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 it is far more than just a job for these folks. They're they're uh, they're enjoying it. They're they're hanging out with Zach. Yeah, they're very good. Or hanging out with Zach's parents, playing some Monopoly. Hassan goes, oh, I'm winning playing Monopoly. Nobody knows who's winning Monopoly. Especially you, in a four-player game. You know. You know when you're winning if you're a winner. You know who's the filthy capitalist no, it, at the yeah, table. Yeah, that's fair. I've never, I've never won Monopoly. You know who's willing to screw over everyone else for money. Monopoly is one of the board games you are allowed to cheat on in, by the way. Did you know that Monopoly was developed as an anti-capitalist game? Like the woman who, who I developed, did read that. yeah, the woman who developed Monopoly. This is just a thing that I read on a, a, you know, a fun factorino website somewhere. So I don't know all the details here, but um, yeah, I, 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 it was reasonably reliable because I always check these sort of things. I don't know all the details, but the lady who invented it, uh, yeah, did not intend it to be a pro-capitalist game. So let's license every single brand that's ever existed and slap its face on a Monopoly board. Just continue selling Monopoly. Keep selling it. It's very similar to your your other fun fact about the guillotine and the irony mm. uh, irony of that. Yeah, yeah. Should we talk speaking about I mean, of speaking of irony and guillotines? <laughs> What? No, I was just... <laughs> did I miss an episode? No. <laughs> um I I just to say like this like we're not really like going deep into like what worked. Um this show just it just works. Like there there's there's a very it's very very formulaic. It's a silly um, show. It's hard to discuss yes. comedy and like what about yeah. it was funny, right. you know? There there is yeah. literally a moment every single episode where somebody says something and the light bulb goes off in Zach's head of like, this is how I'm going to be famous. Cut to the theme song. Like it is it it is. I can't imagine it was easy to write. But once you kind of key in on the different trope or the different like, um, you know, celebrity styling of the era um, that is going to be the the leading subject for the episode, it does kind of just write itself, I feel like. Um, and so it's just it's it's just good. It's a good formula. I like it. I would watch a bunch of seasons of it. But. Let's talk about what didn't quite work about there's, these there's episodes. Some, there's some negatives hiding in there, I would say. There just sure a few, are. Just a few little ones. Um, what I was foreshadowing earlier was that um, the sort of the sort of break between the absolute absurdity of some of Zach's actions and the uh, good-natured responses of his friends and family is a little bit challenging sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, 
because it is a it is a comedy show. It is like an absurdist comedy show. And Zack Stone is meant to be like not quite a realistic character. Like he's certainly doing a lot of things that a a rational person would not do. He's jumping to conclusions that a rational person would not jump to. Meanwhile, his parents are always reacting in a very sensible way. Like everyone around him is reacting in very sensible ways. And it's just a little bit like jarring sometimes. It does. You get a little frustrated going like, please just have a talk with this young man. Please, Mm -hmm. Like just sit him down. And like, I know that, Again, I know it's a silly, absurdist show, and I'm not supposed to be, like, thinking that hard about it, but it is a little hard not to notice that most characters in this show are regular, believable characters that are written to be, like, regular people, and then Zack Stone is, like, utterly nonsense. He's a cartoon character. I felt, especially in episode six, which was the uh, Celebrity Chef episode, that the it what broke it for me was that the suspension of disbelief a little bit was just like was really stretching it pretty far um that like just that that any human would be this unaware like like it's it's one thing to be like oh i can you know make an album i can make a music album because like anything can sell these days or like i can I can become like the Ratchelor or the Ratchelor. That's a, that's a different game. The Zatchelor, uh, because like, you know, that's, that's, but to like, I can cook food. Mm-hmm. Like ostensibly Zach has eaten lots of food and knows that like he can't cook food. So it's like, that part is like, I get it. I understand. Like they had to push the limits and make it like completely outrageous, but that's where like the suspension of disbelief was like, Zach, like you, you won't like, this is not, this is not a thing you would do if you really wanted to impress Amy, like because you're going to fail and you know that you're going to fail. Like you can't. I, I, I don't know. And there's, there's, you know, certainly some, um, you know, response to that. That's a little bit like, well, no, you could, you know, this person really just believes in their own bullshit that much. But it just that was that and the response of everyone around and being like, hey, yeah, you should cater this party. I've only eaten your food once. And, mm-hmm. they're, they're, you know, it just it felt very, very like uh, just just on the margins of, of believability, uh, mm-hmm. which pushed me to like your opinion of like, this is this is a little much. Yeah, there were definitely moments where I am like struggling from the the office level of like embarrassment. Yeah. And, uh, I don't love those moments. Uh, there's a few that I think would have like been funnier if they were just toned back a scooch, but it's not a toned back show. So, you know, I guess you, you roll with it. Yeah. The, the specifically the, like I said, the college and the, again, the, the celebrity chef one, yeah, those where, are the two. Yeah. Those are the mm-hmm. two. Um where it's it's, you know, it's 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 very similar to the pool party. You know, it's a lot of people where it's like oh, th- these people didn't sign up for this kind of thing, which is the part which is like the element of like cringe like prank show comedy that really gets me of just like, ooh, none of these people, you know, agreed to this this nonsense. Of course, they did. The actors did. They signed signed on, but if we're 
playing in this in this disbelief uh, or this believability uh, arena. Um, yeah, it just it, it 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 was super cringy in a way that was. Um, I think what what makes a cringe show good or a cringe comedy good is like the ability to have like the the escape hatch to like kind of the ripcord to like pull out of there and just like be literally anywhere else. And Bo Burnham just does not does not give that. Bo Burnham commits uh, when Bo Burnham walks into a room and is a bit of a, a an outrageous person. So. Yeah, that's my only other uh, complaint, really, is the cringe factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do get I get secondhand embarrassment and it's not that bad with the, I've I've certainly seen like. I feel like some Adam Sandler comedies where it's much more unpleasant to watch, sure. you know, where it's just like the secondhand embarrassment just ratchets through the roof. This is so absurdist that it's it's not as bad as those situations that are it's not bad it's not as bad as situations that are supposed to be realistic and turn the cringe up to 11 but it you know you do you do feel the cringe you do feel some cringe as you're watching this show so i can't cannot not notice that sure yeah, th- th- those those episodes, I, I took note that they really pushed the limits of like the Bo Burnham charm. Mm-hmm. Like it was really like, mm, you're it's it's one thing to grate on the actors, the characters in the room, but you're you're grating on me a little bit. Um, which, again, like Andy said, this is this is they, they are not pulling punches about that. That is more or less their goal. Mm hmm. And it made up into the next two episodes. Next two episodes were a lot more, you know, um, tight knit, you know, just with with the cast we've met and a couple of uh, characters who uh, did sign on for this kind of madness and, and brought their own uh, little quirks to to the uh, to the show. So mm-hmm. I uh, this is not a negative. I as far as the characters with quirks that showed up. I liked the mop hands. I know we're in negatives, but you mentioning characters with quirks made me think of the mop hands. I just think they're uh they're they're kind of kinky. The mop hands? Yeah. The 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 product themselves? Yeah, not the <laughs> not the the character, but I just thought the mop hands were kind of kind of fun and, you know, kind of kinky. Hmm. Just tossing that out there. No, that's, anyone that's can fair. do with it what they want. That's fair. Uh, I very much relate to the uh, mother of an infant who uh, <laughs> used used Zach's uh, $20 to make a meal to buy diapers and uh, baby food for her child and left being like, this was a great day. I really got to get out on the town today. I really put myself out there. Boy. Being a parent sounds, sounds like a lot of work. It is. Glad we're not doing that. And that's all I've got to say about that. We're, we're happy for you and very supportive. Yeah. Also, we're, yeah. 
we're happy over here. We love your it's baby a- and that you have it. Uh, but we uh, are glad it, we're ha- we're content with the choices we've made. Absolutely, and that is is extremely. You don't need to tell me to tell you, but that's valid. That's very valid. And also, if you're thinking about having a baby and you think maybe your lifestyle, you would like it to be more like uh, Annie and Evans. Maybe just maybe just follow Annie and Evans' path. Uh, I love my baby, but it's a lot of work being a parent. So, uh, yeah, check, check your uh, check your expectations Mm -hmm. and your resources and and the abilities you have. Uh, And maybe just maybe just give that one a pass. Any decision that doesn't have a built in take these backsies, maybe dwell on. Yeah, dwell. Just dwell Dwell on it. it. Marinate. Linger on that decision. Contemplate it. Think about those sexy mop hands. Yeah. Just think about those. I don't, I don't, I don't quite, all right. I don't quite understand the sex appeal of the mop hands. Yeah, I gotta say, I don't get it either. That's the, I mean, they're, 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 they're fun and funny as an item, but I don't, um, you can follow us on on Twitter uh, <laughs> at Pending Pod. You can. Uh, that's it. Don't do anything else. Uh, except Just follow for going us on to Twitter. Our, follow us on Twitter. Uh, check out wheretheymay.com. Uh, Support where us on find... Patreon. I'll do a special where I break down what is sexy about the mop hands. Oh, that would be very. I'm just. I don't curious. think we need that. I'm curious in a way that I don't really feel like I need my curiosity to be. <laughs> quenched you know what i mean like i just like i'm good losing sleep over this one. i'm having fun in this space and it's, i'm glad I, that you and evan are here with me i'm 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 yeah and the Cap- listener i'm glad the listeners here with me this captive audience this um, good clean space <laughs> where they made.com has links to uh our our shows other shows in the network like force friends rewatch and fan fiction is good actually uh links to our merch stores and links to our Patreon, which you can access directly at patreon.com slash WTM radio. Uh, new content going up all the time. Uh, we got newsletters coming from uh, from other members of the network. As yeah, well working as on that. Uh, bonus apps here and there. So you should definitely uh, check that out. How about that unboxing video? It was a good video. Yeah. It was a very good video. Yeah. That that's a that's a good one to go check out because that that is available to everyone. No no paywall there. Uh I felt I felt weird about putting a paywall on a commercial for our product. <laughs> um so go check that's it a good out. Point. That's, that's the kind of comedy that and 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 I, I say comedy. That's the kind of real hard hitting merchandise review stuff that you can get. From uh, where they may radio. Send us your merch, other podcast networks, and Andy will review it. Yeah, I'll unbox it. Mm-hmm. Good times. Good times. Um, thank you to the listeners, to our uh, Patreon subscribers. Thank you to you, Evan and Andy. I, mi- I, missed, I missed you both on our Aww, hiatus, and it made, me, it made me appreciate uh, our little our little weekly hangs. Yeah, uh, these are great. Yeah. Um if you want to do more hangs like this, if you want if you want to hang with your good good friends like this, 
start a podcast, Bristol Podworks is a, is a, is a service you can you can uh, have them edit your podcast. Just record, yeah, I record tricked, y'all talking. I tricked my job into starting a podcast so that we could pay Ronnie money. It was great. It was a great idea. Yeah, I like it. I'm a yeah. fan. Hey, just, it's, if it's good enough for my company, it's good enough for you. There you Get go. Ronnie to edit your podcast. Bristol Podworks fucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Real good. Figuratively. Figuratively. Yeah. Uh, BristolPodWorks.com. Check that out. Andy, how do we end these episodes? Oh, boy. Where are we now? Where have we landed in the the closing sign-off thing? We, we, had a, we had a thing for a while, and then we abandoned the thing, and then we had a mm-hmm. new thing, and then we abandoned... Where are we? We're, we're wandering uh... in the desert. Um, where are we, Evan? That's a good question. Uh, I mean, we can just go with an old standby. We can just go with a Don't Tell Pawn Shop Lou. Ooh. How do we not have that on a t-shirt yet? Uh, we definitely should. Yeah, that's a, can, that's a doozy. I can make that happen. Don't Tell Pawn Shop Lou is just ripe for a t-shirt. Don't Tell Pawn Shop Lou. Don't tell him. Unless he has money, in which case, tell Pawn Shop Lou about it. Yeah, tell Pawn Shop Lou about our Patreon. I want a t-shirt that is the the mop pant. And just the text that says, That's literally the t-shirt that the woman was wearing in the episode. (laughs) I don't know if we can take that, can we? I guess it's probably not trademarked. No, who would trademark that? Come on. Okay. (laughs) MTV is going to be coming after us. Really rigorously protecting... Bo Burnham's uh, patent on that mop t-shirt pants. in that episode. That was like a mop pants t-shirt. I want it as a sexy tank top. I don't. Just put I the mop think... hands right on your titties. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> some right. some booty shorts with the mop hands <laughs> on the cheeks. How is we can't make mop hands a thing after one episode of talking about the mop hands? I love them, Ronnie. Don't kink I, shame me. I I am not kink. I'm just kink confused. Don't 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 give me your don't precious ask confusion. Kink questions. Just accept. Just play in this space with me. This clean, sparkling clean space. Just play. I'm here. Good. Play with your mop hands. <laughs> I won't. I will, I'll watch Andy play with the mop hands, which in itself is is pretty kinky, I guess. Yeah. But. All right. I think that's enough. Okay. I think that's enough episode. I think that's enough episode for tonight. Is that enough podcast? I think that's enough. Good that's night. All the podcast. Good night. Good night. Good night. Where they may radio.